All right, we're recording. We're on. We're live. All right, here we go. <laughs> Hi, daughter. How are you? I'm swell. How are you? Just fine. I just ate your delicious Spanish rice, one of my favorites. My pleasure. So, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. My pleasure. You are one of our most dedicated fans, right? Yes. I listen to every single episode. Yay. Who's the best host? Uh, both of you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you go, Taylor. I enjoy both of you. It's like spending an hour with two friends. Yeah. So I laugh a lot. Thanks. I'm glad. So Taylor couldn't come to the podcast today. It's not no. because she's dead. Different Taylor. Not Taylor Swift. Taylor Blake. So uh, <laughs> there's a reference for you. But when we were looking through our options, you were like, hey, that one sounds good. Mm-hmm. We're covering... The Munsters. Yeah. Comes from Gilmore Girls. Oh my word, I didn't realize this. We're covering a reference from the same episode that Taylor and her mom covered. Oh my goodness. Epis- season 2, episode 4, Road Trip to Harvard. It's a popular one. Apparently. Apparently there are a lot in there. So they covered you know, the Fonz. Oh, they covered happy yes. Days. Happy Days. But we're covering the Munsters. When Lorelai and Rory arrived to Harvard... They're looking through who's there, and then they have this conversation. Wow, Harvard is over 300 years old. Founded in 1636. That means that almost everyone who ever went to Harvard is dead now. Are you sure you still want to go here? Yes, I'm sure. They developed the pacemaker here. Also discovered how electromagnetism and radioactivity are two manifestations of the same force and postulated existence of a charmed quark. I was wondering who did that. The Smarties at Harvard. Holy smokes. They get an average of 18,000 applicants every year and only 2,000 get in. Those are not good odds. Mom. No, no, no. You're different. Past graduates. Henry James. Isn't that a beer? And a novelist. Go on. John Adams. That's a beer. Our second president. He's very in right now. W.E.B. Du Bois. Yo-Yo Ma. Oh, cool. Fred Gwynn. Who? Herman Munster. Now I'm impressed. So, Mom, do you know who Herman Munster is? Oh, definitely. I remember that show very well. When did you watch it? Well, uh, I was about eight years old when it came on primetime. I don't remember watching it with the family in the Mm -hmm. evenings. I remember more coming home from school and seeing reruns of it. Uh, For years, it was on TV. And so I remember watching it over and over. But there were only two seasons, right? Or three but there are a lot of episodes in each season, oh, and they just okay. ran it over and over. And remember, in my day, we only had about six or seven channels to <laughs> choose from, so you watch the same thing over frequently. Yeah, that was definitely from my childhood. Now, Happy Days, where the Fonz was, uh-huh. that was later. That was when I was an adult. Okay. So now we're getting a feel for you and Starla's different ages. <laughs> Dude, that's good. We have some little, not too big of different generations, but you know. A little bit. A little bit. Tiny bit. So I have no idea who Herman Munster is, but I got to find out a little mm-hmm. and watch an episode about, oh yeah, so that's I guess the basic premise of this show. What is the basic premise? Well, it's about a family. The catch is that the family All but the niece are monsters of some kind. So either the father, Herman, is like Frankenstein. 
the grandpa, he's a vampire. The son, I think he's a vampire too. The wife, I don't know exactly what she is, but she's definitely she like has way out. Skin, yes, right? yes, super hair. long hair, like almost to the floor. So maybe she's a witch. Yeah, something, but she's a monster of some kind. Mm-hmm. And then they have a niece that stays with them, who's a teenager, almost adult age, a teenager because she was dating and things. And then she is what we would call perfectly normal. <laughs> But the premise of the show is that the monsters all think they are the normal ones, that they are normal. And this poor niece, Marilyn, you know, she they feel sorry for her because she's not very pretty when, in fact, she, <laughs> she really like, looks like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, you know, blonde bombshell. Yes, yes. So the whole premise of the show is people see the monsters as monsters mm-hmm. and they see themselves as perfectly normal and they don't understand why people so, respond like that. And how were they able to live their lives believing that? I guess that's just a sitcom part. Yes, that's that's the sitcom part. Yeah. And what makes it funny when someone will say something to them weird, they don't understand, you know, why they think that's weird. For instance, the episode that we got to watch together mm-hmm. when Marilyn brings a boyfriend to the door. Right. And actually, that was in the the initial, the pilot. She brings her boyfriend to the door, and when he sees Herman, who looks like Frankenstein, Mm -hmm. well, he tears off and runs. And then Marilyn falls into her uncle's arms and says, Oh, Uncle Herman, I don't know what's so wrong with me. Why do they all leave me like that? Well, of course, it has nothing to do with her and everything to do with with her uncle. Yes, yes, yeah. So that's the whole premise. And, of course, they live in a spooky house mm-hmm. and they drive a weird car. Mm-hmm. And he, the Uncle Herman, he works at a mortuary, a funeral home. Yeah, the whole thing. Grandpa turns into a bat frequently. And, Does he really? Yes. Mm-hmm. How do they do those graphics? Because yeah, well. Because uh, it's CG. <laughs> it has to be off stage. Yeah. You know, he goes down into the dungeon and out comes the bat. And that's right. Grandpa. So, yeah. Because the one bit of magic shot that we saw was that a guy jumped up on a bed and the grandpa was like freeze and so he's frozen in midair right and they keep turning to him and he (laughs) just looks exactly the same but when the camera turned back to the grandpa suddenly that man is able to speak yes when the camera goes back to him he's still just frozen because they just hit pause right but you know they did what they could and and the show was in black and white Mm-hmm. And it was in the era when a lot of shows were going color. Some were still black and white. Mm-hmm. But that kind of made it eerie, too, in, uh, that it was okay. done in black and white. But really, that was just a budget thing. That was a budget thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just wouldn't pay the extra, I forget, ten or $20,000 an episode to do it in color. Which is a lot. I mean... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, Especially back then, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. So when you watched it growing up, what... Like, what was your take on it? Did it feel different to you, or did it just feel like, oh, this is just another fun show? I think just another fun show. It it was just so funny, and they came up with, of course, wild things. And we had no concept of special effects, Mm -hmm. so all of that didn't make it corny to us. That was normal. You know, other shows along the same line, like Gilligan's Island, you know, it's just crazy funny. I know you guys talked about that, too. Yeah, it didn't seem that strange. And it was popular in those days 
because about when I was in fifth and sixth grade, I think, maybe before that, there was a soap opera that was Monsters, Barnaby. He was he was a uh, vampire. Yeah, they watched that on in Gilmore Girls in season five, maybe when okay. they were at Dark the Shadows. Fly. Dark Shadows. Dark mm-hmm. Shadows. Yes. So that was very popular. I wasn't allowed to watch that, but. <laughs> Other friends at school watched that, and they would tell me about it, and then I would sneak and watch it once in a while. And then the other show was The Addams Family mm-hmm. that came along. So there was kind of this monster theme going on. Right. Um, so it was just a popular genre of the day. Kind of like how we had a vampire theme after Twilight. Yes, yes, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, so it didn't feel like, did it, I guess, and maybe this is just me, Mm-hmm. We talked about last episode about Sabrina, and I watched that, and it was mm-hmm. just like too dark, and and I I just didn't like that. So I don't know. Watching the monsters, I was like, I just don't really like staring at this like spooky, like weird, kind of like dirty vibe. You know, mm-hmm. it was dusty with cobwebs. Oh yeah, when the mom goes to vacuum, instead of sucking up dust, the vacuum is throwing dust out. Yeah, it, it but. No, it just was funny. Uh-huh. We took sitcoms, you know, that was the era of sitcoms. Yeah. And so you just turned on the TV to sit there and laugh and silliness. Mm-hmm. And that was okay. Yeah. Now I guess we're going a lot more with like drama and story. I, yeah. Just like kind of a. Well, it's much yeah, more different. realistic with yeah. special effects. You can make it so much more. As opposed Realistic. to just funny. Right, yeah. right. Whereas then you, you couldn't do nearly what you can nowadays. Right. So the options weren't quite there. And the budgets weren't what they are nowadays either. Yeah. So it wasn't your favorite show, sounds no. like. No, but it was a fun show to watch after school. Yeah. Just like there, it was there when you needed a show to right, watch. Right, <laughs> right. And again, you have to remember, we didn't have many channels to choose from. Mm-hmm. Your options weren't that big. So would you rather watch the news or the the Munsters? Yeah. So, so why were you allowed to watch the Munsters and not the Adams Family? Or the... It was Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. Well, Dark Shadows was a soap opera. It was labeled as a soap oh. opera. And so it was very drama and to be more realistic. So it was scary. Okay. It was very scary. Whereas the Munsters it was no, totally laughable. Yeah, yeah. You know, the craziness that went on. Same with the Adams family. Just total comedy because it was too unrealistic. Right. But Dark Shadows was, yeah. And because it had that word soap opera, you know, that was not acceptable. Yeah. I gotcha. So when I was looking at the Munsters, though, when we were watching it, I thought that maybe I had confused that with the Adams family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the wife looks the same, the same, Morticia, right? Morticia, yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember who her husband is on the show, but he's really. I remember him being really big. No, that's no? Lurch. They have a butler that's they very big. They have a butler. Oh yes, I do remember her husband now. He John looks Aston. old and dark hair. Yeah, short. he was married to. I think Sally Fields at one time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think that I've confused those two shows. Because Sean Astin from uh-huh. Lord of the Rings, that's his father oh. that plays Mr. Adams. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. But yeah, I confused the two. I didn't yeah. know that there were two different shows. So when we mm-hmm. first sat down to watch it, I was like, this 
Isn't this the Adams family? <laughs> yeah, and there were a lot of similarities. Just that one had, uh, the Adams family had Uncle Fester as opposed to Grandpa, who's the comedic okay. character, you know. How could they get away with that? Like, did that feel like cheating? Or did you just like, oh, okay, here's oh. two, another funny show. Another funny yeah. show. <laughs> You know, You're like, you just, I'm not a snob. I just enjoy right. it. Right. And, you know, they went. there were all those family shows, Leave it to Beaver, I Love Lucy, mm-hmm. Father Knows Best. You know, that was a little bit before this. So this was just another family. And that's what they wanted. You know, the Adams family. Or, I'm sorry, now you've got me confused. Mm-hmm. The Munsters to be like just a normal, loving, kind family <laughs> learning family lessons with this odd twist that they're all monsters. Right. So the episode we watched, the father goes out to the car, and he's so tired, even though they don't sleep much, it didn't seem like. Well, they sleep during the day, and they're awake at night. Okay, so it was like getting to be almost morning, and so he Mm -hmm. goes out to the car, and then a couple of guys who were like your typical, like... 50s Brooklyn guys. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, we need a car to do this bank heist. Hey, there's a car. Let's take the car. But he's sleeping in the back. Mm -hmm. And then they think that he is the person who's coming to be the driver. And he's like, because, and he's huge. Like, they're like, oh, this must be this scary guy who's going to help us pull this Because the driver's name was Big Eddie or something. Yeah. And so... He gets there and he's so confused. He is, turns out to be this super polite, like, trying to obey the traffic lights. And they're like, go, step on it. And he just doesn't know what's mm-hmm. happening. It feels very sitcom yeah. Right. There's nothing evil about the monsters. Right, they're right. They're totally good, law-abiding citizens. So he has to stop at every stop sign. Uh-huh. And Yeah, yeah. What I found a little funny was that when he... Ends up crashing the car on purpose because he figured out these were bad guys. And then the cops come and they like right away, they're like, oh, he crashed the car on purpose so that he could stop these guys as opposed to assuming that he was part of it and that he just was trying to, you know, that it was a a mistake. And so what was funny about that is that he's this big monster that everybody fears but they think that he got, oh, that's right. They think that he got all messed up in the crash and yes. he to go to the hospital. Right. You brave citizen. Yes, who right. was willing to do this horrible thing to your face to <laughs> get these criminals caught. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, of course, he just wants to go home. Yeah. So, yeah, it felt very sitcom-y to me mm-hmm. and goofy. Not a show I'm going to watch again, but but it was funny. So you also, you guys, my mom, she just goes above and beyond. This is so her MO. I come over to watch the Munsters with her, and she, I hear the Munsters and Herman Munster and coming through the TV, and I'm like, what is she watching? She watched a whole documentary about the Munsters to prep for this. Well, it wasn't really a sacrifice because it took me back to my childhood, <laughs> uh-huh. and it was fun to learn about it. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, in in those days when I listened to you and Taylor critique movies and things, at least for me, my friends, we didn't critique things. We just watched and accepted it because, Mm -hmm. again, you didn't have much to choose from. So I'd never... Well, do you think it's that you didn't have much to choose from or you watch movies 
for entertainment as opposed to like as an art form, you know? Yes, yes. It was strictly entertainment. You're right. You're right. So this documentary really told me a lot, you know, about my childhood. It's on YouTube and it's called The Munsters Television Show Documentary. And it just taught me a lot, you know, about it that I never knew. Mm -hmm. First of all, the the years it was shown from 64 to 66, there were just two seasons. And that it was really interesting. It it talked about spooky sitcoms coming on with Adam's family, like we talked about Bewitched Mm -hmm. and My Favorite Martian in 1963. You talked about that one before. What's that about? There's a show that I loved. That was Bill Bixby, who later was the Hulk. Bill Bixby? Yes, I like him. He was in Eddie's father, too. The courtship of Eddie's father. But in My Favorite Martian, the premise of the show was that the main character, Bill Bixby, was an earthling. Mm -hmm. Average guy. Single guy. But this Martian, I, I don't remember how he came into his life, but he called him his uncle, although he wasn't. But it, he was a Martian. And so if he would just kind of think about it, these two antennae would come up out of his head. And they look just like a little antenna on a transistor radio. Okay. For those of you that remember those. And he could do things. You know, he had magical skills. He could, I don't remember what all he could do. But that started this kind of getting into the Adams family, the Munster mm-hmm. bewitched, all came along. And they wanted the Munsters to be kind of like, leave it to Beaver, but that twist. And they yeah. had the same writer. One of the writers was from Leave It to Beaver. Okay. So that kind of helped him get that twist. And the two lead male parts, Fred Gwynn, who was the father, Herman Munster, mm-hmm. and then Al Lewis, who was grandpa, they had been in a show together already. So Car 54, Where Are You?, which is from my early childhood. I barely remember that one. I just remember it a little bit. But they had worked together on that. Okay. And so that's why they were cast together on this show, because they worked out so well. And it quickly became a hit with adults and kids. Most of the characters stayed the same. Mm-hmm. after Not from the pilot, but once the show got going, the only one that changed was Marilyn, the young blonde. Mm-hmm. She was a young actress in the first season. Before the first season was over, she was homesick for her boyfriend <laughs> back home. Oh, my word. But I wonder how that worked out. They got married. Lived Did they happily stay ever after, yes. Oh my word, that's yeah. unlikely. <laughs> yeah, unreal. So they switched, but they put in a new actress, mm-hmm. the one that I recognized more, but they were looked so much alike and they dressed them, they were the same size clothes. That a lot of people never knew there was a change mm-hmm. in actresses. They really did look alike. And it's funny when I've seen shows do that more recently, they usually like recognize it in some kind of, you know, breaking the fourth wall um, mm-hmm. bit. And then they just kind of move on. Because I remember in, my, is it My Wife and Kids, I think? There's so many of those. That was one that I watched as a kid. And it was a mother, father, son and daughter. And the daughter changed. And uh. she just kind of like came down the stairs one day. And he was just like, you look different or something. And then they went on. And then in uh, Boy Meets World, the daughter was gone for a long time for some reason. And then at one point she comes down the stairs and they're like, where have you been? (laughs) And it's just that. Well, just recently on Last Man Standing, it switched networks and it's over Uh on Fox now. And they changed, one character changed, the daughter, Mandy, who I really liked. And she went from this short little dark haired girl to this real tall blonde girl. And her husband was like... 
uh, something. I just think there's something different, but I can't figure out. So throughout uh -huh. the show, there were little lines yeah. like that. And finally he said, at the very last line, I think of the show was, I know you're tall and blonde now. Oh my word. No, so it, they played on it yeah, too. Yeah. So yeah, that was fun. But in this case, they pretended like it never happened. That works. And we talked about how this was in black and white and that made it special. But it was interesting to me that two seasons, 70 episodes, Wow. Um, Adam's family was canceled about the same time. And what they say is the reason that it went away, what kicked it off really was Batman came on hmm. and the one with the actors. Okay. And it was in color and it just wowed the same kind of group of people. Uh, and so they just moved to that. They moved to that and faded out on the monster theme. Hmm. And that was it. They did do a movie, Monsters Go Home, but it wasn't, I mean, it was okay, but, you know, it never really revived. Right. They tried some little revival things, but it didn't happen. Now, speaking of these spinoffs, the reason why I jumped on board when you said, oh, hey, what about the Monsters? was because when I did a quick little Google, the name Edward Herman came up. He has, is in everything, apparently. And he is, he plays the grandpa on Gilmore Girls. Oh, okay. And he was in, let's see, Here Come the Munsters, is that what it's called? Yeah, he played Herman Munster in Here Come the Munsters, which was a little spinoff movie, it looks like. Mm-hmm. So. They did a couple things. like, And he has kind of a big head. I can see yeah, where they could. Yeah, he's a tall guy. Yeah, right. They could do the same thing they did <laughs> with Herman Munster. That They really, Fred... Gwyn, who played Herman Munster, it was hard for him to get cast as anything else after this. Yeah, that's too bad when that happens. Yeah, yeah, he did, I guess, some things on stage, and, and he passed away younger than many of the others, so, um, okay. yeah, but it, he certainly was labeled as Herman Munster and a monster. And, yeah, for and for only two seasons. Right, that, but 70 shows and two Yeah, 70 seasons. episodes, that's crazy, that's a mm -hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. And the amount of makeup they had to put on, mm -hmm. you know, and they also talked about how he, because they had to make him look so big, he had a lot of uh, rubber suit underneath his clothes mm -hmm. and he lost a great deal of weight and they had to take an air hose. He would take an air hose and put it down his suit just to cool down. Oh, I can't imagine just being hot oh, all the time. Oh, and his face <laughs> so built out yeah. to make it look square. Um, yeah, I can't imagine either. That sounds miserable. Mm -hmm. And you definitely don't like that. No, I don't like to sweat. <laughs> like to be cool. Yes. So the spinoffs, though, you did you watch those? No, I don't remember anything about the spinoffs. So yeah. they didn't make it into my little world. No. Hi, Uncle Herman. <laughs> Hello, Marilyn. I got my keys. I'd like you to meet my date. This is Jack. Oh, Uncle Herman. What's the matter with me anyway? So Taylor and her mom, Starla, talked about the Fonz and what all I ever think of is the Fonz. The show though. Happy days. Called, yes, happy days. <laughs> Sorry. But she talked about all the spinoffs that came from that. Oh. 
which I didn't realize, but she was talking about Laverne and Shirley. Yes. That's a spinoff oh, yeah. from Happy Days? Absolutely. Okay, that mm-hmm. is a show that you love. Yes. Oh, yes. Tell us about your love for Laverne and Shirley. Well, I had a best friend that we would just laugh about that. Shmiel, Shmiel, Hoff and Pfeffer Incorporated. I mean, it was just <laughs> so funny. And one is the neat Nick and one is the messy. And so I was the messy in our friendship. And she was this little neat Nick and... Just the antics they would go through. Again, it didn't have to be realistic. Mm-hmm. We just loved sitcoms. You know, the era of Laverne and Shirley and, well, of course, Mary Tyler Moore, like you talked about, yeah. and That Girl. All these shows that you guys reminisce about and don't know anything about, I lived through. Yeah. So that's one thing I really enjoy about the podcast is it takes me back to memories. That same girlfriend and I, Mary Tyler Moore, we went. We were in New York City, and I had a hat like Mary Tyler Moore's, and we were by a fountain, so I threw it up in the air. Yeah, you told me about that. Mm-hmm. Do you have that photo? Like, were you guys taking photos? Yes, didn't you somewhere say? I have the photo. Yes. Okay, if we find that, we'll we'll put it on our Twitter. Okay. <laughs> so sitcoms. Why do you think sitcoms were all the rage? Was it because it was new, or well, TV? Hadn't been around that long. When my Mm. parents got married, so in 1950, they got a TV just shortly after they were married. And their parent, his, my dad's parents thought that was just ridiculously silly that they did that. Mm -hmm. So I was born six years after that. So it wasn't like we had had that much TV and just to sit and laugh. And that seemed to be very popular. If you think back early shows, you know, that I think of my mother talking about. Well, of course, I love Lucy and Gracie Allen, Burns and Allen, and I, I forget some of the names, but mm-hmm. it was all comedies. It was all to make you laugh. There were some more soap opera y type shows, mm-hmm. some detective, of course, some cowboy shows. But for us, I just remember the laughter shows. Mm-hmm. That's mostly what we watched. Yeah. Especially early on. Which, I mean, it, it was a new entertainment, right? And mm-hmm. may, and it's, it's shift. I don't know if it shifted some into less about the entertainment. And, I mean, they still want to entertain, but shows becoming, like, nitty, like, the gritty, real yeah. reality. And, I mean, we're, we're going, we're in an era of prosperity in that we don't Mm -hmm. have any major wars going on Mm -hmm. you know we don't we're not going through some of those hardships and sometimes right like when you your generation like your dad was a war veteran and you know everyone you knew so why would you want to come home and watch more death and destruction when you experience that right and the vietnam war by the time i'm in high school Mm. now we're well into the vietnam war and guys are getting drafted, you know, the draft is up and running. So, you know, the news, that was the the Vietnam War, I believe, was the first time that they had newsmen embedded in a war. Hmm. So it was the first time that the war was brought into your living room. Hmm. So nobody wanted any more of that. So just some laughter was the way to go. So, yeah, comedy... I guess, I've never really thought about it, but a lot of the shows were comedy mm-hmm. that I think of. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense then that this was, yeah, this was, hap- this came out, uh, the Munsters came out this, the, around the same time that Vietnam War started, right. so 
Right. Let's and keep it light. And the adults, people like my dad that were running, not that he was running TV stations, but mm-hmm. they had fought in World War II. Yeah. So they had seen the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's have some comedy and just laugh about life. Yeah. And that seemed to be working. Again, I Love Lucy was, you know, the ultimate yeah. TV show and set the pace. Yeah. And then just because, just because I have you here and I have you, I get to have Uh-oh. you all focused in on what I want to talk about. So we have covered that girl. We've covered Mary Tyler Moore. And we've, so then we also talked about the, uh, the, the spinoff of Mary Tyler Moore. What was Rhoda. That? Rhoda. And I just finished reading her autobiography recently. Really? Mm-hmm. How was that? That was very interesting. Okay. Started out as a dancer in uh-huh. New York. Yeah, very interesting. The ups and downs and in her life and very interesting. And of course, cool. I could hear her voice, her being Rhoda. Yeah. Yes. Well, while you were reading it. Oh, yes. oh that's fun. Rhoda Morgenstern. Yes. Yes. Okay. So these shows that were like the Kind of the start of woman empowerment and feminism, like as far as in the form of a whole sitcom, like a whole show mm-hmm. dedicated to that. What what did you think when you saw that and did you relate to it? Or what was that like seeing that on TV when those were coming out? Hmm. Or did you even think about it that way? I don't know that I directly thought about it, but... Uh, you know, I was raised by a stay-at-home mom who didn't even have a driver's license until I was in grade school at some mm-hmm. point. Nana, she was on the podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A dad that, you know, brought home the bread, the breadwinner in the family. So a, a classic yeah. family as far as that goes. My mom was college educated, which was unusual. But I do remember when I was in college and... It, Somewhere along the line, the middle of college, you start to think, what am I going to do after college? Mm-hmm. And it didn't look like I was going to be married and talk to other friends. Rats. <laughs> yeah, rats. <laughs> what to do? I'm glad I waited, though. <laughs> but, and I thought that you just go somewhere other than home. So in my head, you went to a new place. Mm-hmm. And my roommate was assuming she would just go home was the thing to do. And I encouraged her, well, why? You don't have to go home. You can go anywhere. Where do you want to go? And I don't know if that came from the Mary Tyler Moore, you know, era and Rhoda because they they weren't at home. You know, they went out. And I very much just when I graduated, I was going to get a job and I didn't need to be at home with my parents. So did it influence me? Maybe. Could well have, Mm -hmm. because I really didn't have any other role model in my life that had done that. And my roommate did leave home and and went to a different state and lives there to this day. Yeah, I was going to say, and then she fell off a cliff. No. 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 (laughs) She did. happily married, raised a family, and still lives in the other state in Ohio. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't think about the fact that you didn't have... Not that you didn't have role models, but you didn't have role models in that area of oh. independent woman. Right. Roar. Right. And uh, although that song, Helen Reddy sang that song, I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar. <laughs> and I had that album and I would sing that <laughs> when I was home alone when I was in high school. So that era had just started. But of course, 
being in the working world was very different than it is today. But hmm. um, What do you mean by that? Well, things that went on that you just had to accept as a woman. Mm-hmm. You, that, that was just part of life. It wasn't anything you could stop or complain about or sexual harassment. There was That just didn't exist. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even a phrase, right? Oh, no. That wasn't a phrase. Mm-hmm. No. That was just life. You decided to come into a man's working world. That was your decision. So buck up and handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that that just, it feels so, like, I, there's still areas where you're entering in and it's not like a, it's not a welcome, a welcoming place. But certainly in the area of, like, work, I have, a, you know, someone to look to for that, you and other people, you know, in my life Mm -hmm. to, to look to for that. And even talking with, with coworkers about what is and isn't acceptable. And I might complain about something and I've had a a woman older than me say, Oh, I didn't even think about that as as being a bad thing because it's, you know, right. It was just, well, when you, to listen to you and Taylor review some of these shows and you're just shocked by what you see, and I think that is what everyday life was mm-hmm. like. None of us thought twice about that. So those yeah. remarks weren't sexist or in our minds. There was mm-hmm. nothing inappropriate or wrong. There but are did shows. You, did you feel okay with it at the time? Oh, though? yeah. It, it was just hmm. how life was. But. But the, like, the comments and things, did those hit you as, like, I didn't like that, that's how life is, but I didn't like that? Or was it just, or did you not feel? Oh, I didn't like it. Okay. But there was nothing I could do about it. In the workplace, there was nothing, in the home, there was nothing you could do about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there was no HR office or no one that you could say this was in a, I had a few instances where I, I was in management and I was uncomfortable with some things, but I was, they went and talked to the man and took him out to eat and they told me I needed to get over it. So that was the end of that. You know, it just, it is, it was what it was. Yeah. But we've made huge steps forward. Yeah. Huge. And I mean, when, what year, what years was that, would you say, where there was no sexual horror? I mean, you know, no definition. Uh, I started, I entered the workforce in 1978. Okay. So till 85 or so. I, I was in the workforce till 87, and mm-hmm. I can't say that there was anything in place at that time. Yeah. So, I mean, that was almost bumping up to the 90s. I mean, that was, you know, mm-hmm. 20... 30 years ago mm-hmm. that that didn't exist. So it it seems like it's so long ago, right? Like I mm-hmm. only know, like I grew up knowing that I could be president. Yes. Not that there has been a woman president, but just knowing like I could, you know, reach that far. And so I don't remember feeling that where, you know, oh, will I have a job? Eh, you know, whatever. Hopefully I can just get married. Like, that was never in my right. mind, but you taught me that. I mean, you taught me, you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a job. I mean, I came home for a couple months, right? And mm-hmm. got a job, and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so, you know, getting back to this reference, though, the Munsters, I think 
I think I understand it now. Do you understand it? Well, you've always understood it. You've always known. <laughs> so she says Fred Gwynn, who played Herman Munster on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's impressed because she probably watched that show and thought oh, it was Oh, absolutely. Funny. <laughs> and I would have been just as impressed if I'd have been somewhere and they said Fred Gwynn, from Herman, who played Herman Munster, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lived here or stood on this corner. I would have, ooh, gotten excited, yeah. you know, had a picture taken or something. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely anyone my age would instantly know that name. Yeah. yeah. Huh. And now I know that name. There you go. Something more we have in common. So, Mom? So, Kyla? That's our show? That's our show! Woo! You did it! High five! You rocked it! Thank you all for listening, and you're welcome for me bringing my mom on, because I know you all benefited from that. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter, at So It's a Show. You can find our Tumblr, with so many gifts that Taylor pulls out of there, and... Um, that is so it's a show.tumblr.com. Also, sign up for our tiny letter. My mom signed up for it, didn't you? Yes. You love those things. Yes. That is so it's a show. or tiny slash so it's a show. I'm going to go with that. Our Tumblr is actually show it's a show podcast.tumblr.com. See, I need Taylor for these things. Taylor, come back to me. She'll, she'll be back next, next time. Don't worry. So, thanks for listening. And uh, here's a teaser for our next step. What's this? Oh, it's me again, Kyla. Hello. So, with the holiday season, Taylor and I have been giving you some mini episodes, bonus episodes, just some fun ways that take a little bit of work off of us, and but still give you the wonderful, fun, pop culture facts that you love. So, we are actually going to be playing, replaying a fan favorite next episode. Can you guess which one it is? I was a a little, I was pleasantly surprised by the feedback we've gotten on this episode, so I'm excited to share it with you again. With that, I'm not going to give you a teaser from Gilmore Girls, or you will probably be able to guess what it is, because it'd be in the teaser, so I'll just leave you with this. Talk to you in two weeks.